Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Guys, it's a little hot in here. I'm going to sweat through this episode. What about you, Lynn? I already know why you're sweating. Why? Because of the poop in your butthole. Oh, yes. Hold on. Hold on. What? It's the what poop's coming out what? of the pores now. Right? What? It's not a euphemism. That's not how sweat works. Uh, when the gut gets stressed, the pores get dressed. I'm not stressed. <laughs> I just it, it rhymes. I just it guys, rhyme. listen. If you can relate to me at home, our studio where we record the pod. There's only one toilet here, and there's crew, and there's us, and we've got a job to do. And I don't want to blow up the bathroom. <laughs> And I'll poop when I get home. This is just like when I was back in school, and I wouldn't poop no. in school, and I poop as soon as I got home, and I don't want to talk about it. Deb, can I tell you, there was so much drama around the first season when, like, <laughs> you wanted a private bathroom, and they couldn't afford it or give you one. So then you had to poop in the hallway bathroom every day. And I just remember you hated it because that's why you asked for it. Anyways. I vaguely remember that. Oh, yeah. No, actually. Devin doesn't poop in public. Well, also, like also there wasn't like a true private bathroom, bathroom. on Ned's. It was oh, like yeah. it was like yeah. stalls with that you could yeah. see. Like it, it wasn't if it was a standalone <laughs> room for everybody, I actually would have been fine there because it would be at a part of the set that's fine. Right. But like it was it was like a. I use that bathroom, bathroom all the Dang. time. Dang. <laughs> to blow it up. Did somebody just fart back there? <laughs> well, no, I think, no, it, was I think just... it was the, the table. <laughs> yeah, yes. Daniel's just pinching them Making off. Them noise. Um, <laughs> what did I do when I had to really take a dump? I remember I'd really be really scared. Of course, you don't want to blow it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is just a single right there. I don't want to just blast it. You don't it, want your you smell you know? often? Nah. No, you know what I'm going to bring for us tomorrow, though? What's that? Air freshener. Poo-poo-roo. Oh, oh yeah, that helps. Poopery, and I'll bring some <laughs> matches. <laughs> sure. And it, the scent of because also that bathroom is used. You go and do your makeup in it. There's clothes in it. We change. Like I don't want to blow it up. You right. Know what I mean? All right. Let's get to our rewatch. This week's rewatch is uh, Best Friends, and I need to tell you guys. Normally, my my recaps are like a small little paragraph of me saying like Ned did this, Mose did this, Cookie did this. That's the episode. This one is not like that. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if it was 
the substances I was inhaling or, <laughs> or I think it was just the episode was so dynamic that my recap is actually a journey that we're going to take together. Let's go, baby. Please interrupt me mm -hmm. if you got any interjections, okay? The episode is Best Friends, season one, episode... 10. Great. A. No, 10B. Ned and Cookie are best friends, right? Obviously. Cookie changes the school menu to candy corn instead of Brussels sprouts. He yeah. hacks the menu because Ned doesn't like Brussels sprouts. Such a great friend. What a guy. Ned and Cookie literally wear helmets so that when they get bullied by Loomer and their heads conk together, they're fine. Mm -hmm. They're buds. And then Cookie immediately goes along to be a killer bee. Well, he's invited. Leaving Ned alone. Yes, he's he invited, invited by the killer bees and just immediately leaves Ned to become a killer bee and get a jacket, yeah. and you finally chose Carlos Pena over me, and, yeah. and it, it hurt. Um, Cookie becomes a killer bee douche, okay? Yep. Ned comes on real strong with Seth Powers to make Cookie jealous. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, all right, you're the best, dude. <laughs> Later. Right. Um, Ned's lunch at one point literally crawls oh, off the table. Yeah, from the intro, from the intro. It, it was called the Chuck Chuck on Mash. Yes. And it got up and walked away. Why, yeah. why in that episode? It just happens. Like you oh, and I are sitting down to lunch and we're about to have a conversation and you're like, oh, be careful of the Chuck Chuck Mash and it crawls away. We do this gag. Oh, do you yeah, remember oh, that robotic? It was good. like a robotic thing yes. and it just spun, right? Yep. Yeah, and that wow. uh, is in the intro to Ned's. Mm -hmm. Like you see that moment yeah. where the food um, runs away. And what's crazy is years later, I watched a movie that Savage Steve Holland, one of our favorite directors on Ned's, directed in the 80s with John Cusack <gasps> called Better, Better Off, Off Dead. Dead. And that gag is an homage to that. No! Yep. They no. had that happen in that movie. And years later, I saw that and I was like, oh, this was Scott Fellows like giving an homage to Savage, who was one oh, of our favorite directors. Incredible, oh right? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. All right, so meanwhile, while this killer bee cookie Ned drama is happening, Mose has a plan to find a girl best friend because yep. she's struggling with finding a girl best friend, which I think a lot of girls have gone through in their life. Mm -hmm. Not like knowing like who are, where's my like girl best friend? I'm, I'm like, I've got all these guy best friends. Where are the girls and why? So Mose comes up with this plan to uh, give everyone in the class a yearbook survey, which is actually just a survey of her favorite things to find who <laughs> she's compatible with. Now, Doris Trembley of the huge crew scores a hundred. Scores a hundred on Moses' test. So Mose thinks they're supposed to be best friends. Um, she goes to approach them. The huge crew just wants to talk about Ned, but they induct her into the huge crew. So Mose becomes denim-clad uh, huge crew girl. Okay. Meanwhile, Ned is trying to tell Cookie that the killer bees are up to something, but Cookie thinks it's Ned telling him he's not tough, cool, or smart enough to be a bee. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Ned and Cookie escalate into a fight. <laughs> yes. Oh, New tip. Yeah. You had a line. You had a we, line. We both, these lines cracked me up. So Fine, I, leave so, me at home with the baby. Yeah, so I, so it's here. So I go, it escalates with Ned and Cookie. And I loved that we did this. Um, 
I say, new tip for the guide who needs you anyway. And then Cookie says, new tip for your stupid little guide. Back off, because I'm a bad man. And then we get into the spinning fight. But instead of a fight, it's really just an angry pose-off competition. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, like you, Vogue posing. Ex- exactly. And you're like, oh, you do not want some of this. And I'm like, oh, you do not want any of this. <laughs> and then the other guy. And the- then, the yeah, the crowd is like, somebody hit somebody. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, then I'm waiting. Me too. Us too, yells the class. Mm-hmm. The fight gets covered hilariously by our sports announcers, Willie Galt and Vanerl Jones. Uh, yep, yep. And then it gets interrupted by the killer bees and they take Cookie away, and Ned has this funny line. Fine, leave me with the baby while you go hang out with your friends. Uh, that was great. <laughs> just funny jokes, man. Um, turns out Ned was right. The whole time the killer bees just befriended Cookie so that he would hack change into their? the school system to change their bad math, math grade. grade. Uh-huh. Cookie says no. They get aggressive. And even that tiny, tiny little girl killer bee. Oh, she's, very she's the deadliest yeah. one. She's she just was, a, a yeah. little baby a killer. Lot, got a, lot very, a lot of venom in that little girl. Um, Ned comes in to save Cookie. Now they're both trapped and going to be beat up by the killer bees, I guess, was the implication. Yeah. It, it, got, it got real intense. Um, we do the old uh, Ned's gag, which is, do you kids have hall passes? Which uh, is a teacher yeah. coming in to like a really dubious situation with children. Do you kids have hall passes? What was that guy's name? It was Adam Conway. Adam, dude. And he was just standing. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. It was Adam. Do you kids have hall passes? Everyone holds them up and the teacher asks no questions and walks away. (laughs) Um, So we're about to get beat up and then Moe's and the huge crew um, come in to save the day. Moe's wonders how Doris aced her survey and um, Doris explains that she copied all her answers from crabgrass Uh and Moe says, Crabgrass, Susie Crabgrass scored 100% on my best friend quiz. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, this is the beginning of, you know, them kind of being frenemies and that they're actually the same person. <laughs> um, Moe's quits the huge crew. And then the ending, which is so funny, Doris is telling Moe's, you're all wrong for the crew anyway. To wear this jacket, you have to love being tough and love talking about <laughs> Ned. And who could that be but Cookie and the episode ends with Cookie joining the huge crew wearing the denim jacket and like gabbing with them about Ned. Then yeah. Ned ran into the girls' room accidentally and them laughing. Um, so Ned gives the tip at the end that you should work out arguments with friends rather than fighting because anything's better than fighting with a best friend. Um, and then because Ned was so chummy with Seth earlier in the episode, um, he kind of accidentally has to throw a party that night. And bump, ba bump, bump, bump. The episode ends. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's our episode. Wow. What a journey, right? That was a beautiful one. Great synopsis. <sighs> what yeah, a journey. Well done. Well done. It was hard that? to it was hard to brief that one up. Like a yeah. lot a lot went down. A lot really? went down. Yeah. Yeah, really it did. It was a good time. Okay. So well written too. Like you're that, saying uh, just all those moments them writing in that gag from the the other movie. Um yeah, the relationship drama for like Cookie and Ned us with the baby was another big like little trope that was around. It was mm-hmm. great. That alternative couple thing just like it oh 
just felt so natural, not pushed, not forced. There was no agenda like behind saying that. It just was a great gag. It was fun and that, hilarious. Yeah. 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 What have your experiences been with best friends in, in real life? Mm. Who do you think your oldest friend is? Ooh, friends are tough, but they can also <laughs> be beautiful. No, I mean, as I've gotten older, friends, oh, that, that's, that's not a term to just use loosely. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And, and not referring to you guys. I really like you guys, but we also stay a healthy distance away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta be honest. Um, you know, oh, dude, but, but no, no, friends, I really like you guys. <laughs> I really care. Yeah, you guys you. are awesome. Yeah, like you guys are great. at a distance. No, I'm mm -hmm. joking. I love you guys. Um, you weren't kidding. Shared no, no shared experiences are amazing. I yes. love shared experiences. <laughs> Here I go again. Here I go again. But um, yeah, you did this on Anthony Padilla's pod. You're like, you're like friendship. friendship is a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and I are like, it's been so healing to be with each other again. And Dan was like, friendship is a word. <laughs> it's a word that does exist. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I have to tread lightly because friends can, um, you know, you know, they introduce you to really awesome things, but they can also, re they can introduce you to some really uh, <laughs> poor decision making and True. just bad experiences that you otherwise would have avoided. But also that is life uh, existing in a society, acquaintances or friends. But the first friend I think ever, probably like, I think of my mom. I think of my mom. <sighs> Then I think of my dad. Then I think of my brother, which is a more, you know, okay, okay, yeah, that's more equal playing equal field. Playing yeah, field yeah. You know, um, yeah, so like my bro, but then my, my homie Billy, he's like the first guy that pops into my head. Billy's a great guy, great guy, like a brother to me. And then like my cousins and stuff. Wow. I, I think I'm just naming stuff off. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, no, I love that it's a lot your family. I yeah. like, I don't exactly feel that, but that mm. that's so, yeah, it's yeah. just lovely to think of. Yeah, all the other friends that I kind of acquired, there were like moments where it's like, oh, dang, we're getting a little too close and we're trying to pull all of our desires together. And it's this like herd mentality that I do not agree with. And I don't want to find myself in some crap because I'm gravitating towards your desires. Mm. Well, and you will wow. become like the people, people you, you spend around. the most time with. You will become like the people you spend the most time with. Like, Jesus, learn that. It will happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, my oldest friends, like I've gone through so many phases of great friends and even some that are very distant now. There's a lot of friend there's a lot of people I still consider close friends, even if I haven't talked to them for years. There's people mm -hmm. that I know if I saw them, love you, dude. How mm -hmm. are you? What's up? Um, but just like our lives are so far apart. Like, especially coming from Georgia, I had a whole friend group in Georgia that like was really beautiful, like really close friends back there, um, but I just don't keep in touch well. Um, actually, a couple years ago, um, I had to be in North Carolina for a wedding for my cousin, which was great, and my old friend who you knew, Clay. Clay, this, this is one I of my, know Clay. Yeah, this is one of my oldest friends in the world. I, like, he was my first sleepover. Our, oh. our houses were back to back when I was growing up, and I, like I've known him since I was a baby and we were really close in even during Ned's times. Like that's yeah. why you guys know him. Like he would come out and then we really lost touch during our twenties. Like our lives just took different things. I hadn't seen him in 10 years. And then I'm in North Carolina for this wedding and I go to see him and stay at his house. He owns a house. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. He's got a big dog. Yeah. And 
it was like no fucking time had passed. Like oh. it was so beautiful to see him. Um, and now we sort of give the occasional text, like, I'm just really bad. Like once we're distant, like I love you, but I'm just, I have, there's stuff in front of me that yeah. I'm, that, yeah. that needs my energy. Right. Um, but Clay is probably one of my oldest friends. Yeah. I, I made out with Clay. Yep. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. He, he was hot. He was hot. He is hot. Nice. Yep. And then I tried to start drama over the phone with him, like back and like like that would work. Like, <laughs> such a funny ass mentality. But oh yeah, we were we were talking across distance. Yeah, I know. yeah, but I know. You guys were like basically doing that. we had just licked the inside of each other's mouths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, God bless. God bless. Yeah. Wow. This yeah, is before so Dave. For him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And before like there was like yeah. even that thing. thing. Yeah. Um, Wait, didn't never. But yeah, so my my Georgia friends are my oldest friends, but I don't keep in touch with enough of them i've seen a few of them like with long gaps in between and it literally is like no time passes and it's so beautiful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what about you well you know i think i've like mentioned this on pods previous just like to have a friend you have to be a friend ralph waldo emerson said that and um i wasn't really a friend i wasn't friendly i really wasn't friendly yeah. until probably two years ago yeah when i really just cut the substances out of my life there was still an edge to me before that even if I wasn't actively on drugs, there there was a there was just an edge to my friendship. There was a, it was always transaction based. It was um, based on like first of all, a lot of it was based on drugs, and yeah. then second of all, a lot of it was based on like being pro like productivity with a friend. I can't explain it, but not just like sitting there and getting to know each other, but just like. Uh, uh, I don't, doing I, something, making yeah, doing something, something happen. performative, yeah. something, 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 not just sitting and being with somebody. Yeah, right? not just space and time. And I couldn't sit and be with myself. Yeah. So mm. I, you know, I feel like a lot of those relationships were uh, just, at least for me in my mind, colored by how insecure and like off base I felt at that point, even if I didn't know that that's what the feeling was, just yeah. that constant anxiety, that BPD that was always like, you know, whatever underground. But the people that I connected with were actually, you know, they saw me through my darkest times and they also were a reflection of my darkest times. Mm. And those are the people who were my best friends through my twenties because had I not had any hands to hold through that darkness, I really don't know where I would be. For sure. Mm. And the people who did, you know, my friend Spencer and mm -hmm. yada, 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 they, it's a bunch of people just came in at times when I needed them. And it was really just a one-on-one -on -one experience I would have with them for maybe two years, whatever, da, 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 da. And it was just really intense, right? There was no really outside whatever. That's how I would be with everybody. Mm. And then, you know, out of sight, out of mind, would not share my concerns. I wouldn't talk out any of my life. Like, it wasn't a friendship. Like, I wasn't sharing anything that had happened in my life. I was all drug talk and addled and this kind of a thing. And so then when I actually got a friend, it was actually really hard to learn how to, like... Be a friend? Yeah. yeah. It's actually really hard to take other people into account in a way that you care about them when they're not in your sight and you actually care to do the kind of job you do for yourself for them. I mean, I've always wanted to do that for people, but not in like that friendship way where it's like, yeah, I care about you and it doesn't matter anything that happens on the outside. Like I want to do this for you. Like I would do it for myself. Yeah. And that's the first time I experienced that was like in my thirties and, you know, it took me a lot to be vulnerable and open with friends. Like, it was a lot of, like, yelling. And my girl, Alyssa, she stuck with me. Yeah, for better, man. for worse, I just needed somebody to stick it out. Yeah. Look at me, I'm sweating. It'd me be too. Like that. It's, it's hot worry. It's warm. It's hot it's warm. Warm. Um, I don't blame you this time. Okay, good. Or so, yeah, she, she definitely taught me how to 
yeah, show up for myself and somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sucks. I really can't wait until like I can get a little further on my narrative of being a healthy person, but I just feel like all of my experience to date is really tied up in, you know, just not that long ago, all this darkness. Like yeah. I'm literally just stumbling out of the woods of it. Yeah, you're still coming And so up. it sucks that all these narratives feel so, you know, hopeless, but they were because they hey. were leading to a shitty time. Better to be 10 steps out of hell <laughs> than a thousand going yeah. in. Yeah. For real. Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, and that's yeah. what, that's part of healing for a while is it is in relation to like when you're healing from a breakup, like life is, you can't help but reference that fucking time you were just in. And then another stage of healing is actually when that actually starts to feel more distance and you're not always relating right. everything. Right, always to relating that, everything know? back to that. But that's the natural right. progression. So what I hear you saying though is that Daniel and I are your oldest friends. <laughs> that's what I mean, no. yes! That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's what I hear you no, saying. No, but for real, but for real. What a blessing. You guys, I'm getting really hot. I don't know. <laughs> Take your time. It's because it's like 80 in here. We'll we'll stare longingly into each other's eyes. Oh, my God. For Lindsay. Don't threaten me with a good time. Mountain Dew. What do you do? Ice uh -oh. inside your something. body, right? We got something. Hey. I <laughs> <laughs> Those listening Look, on the pod, Lindsay just... Lindsay just put an ice pack mm -hmm. between her legs. I said, go her to the labia. source. <laughs> go to the... <laughs> <laughs> she just put an ice pack. I'm going to be honest with you. You go to the source, you get cool from the core, you're good. That's how you do it. Yeah. Cool you know, you could also like back of the neck where the blood oh. flows. Oh, maybe. <laughs> That's this, an option. This is way cooler. This? No, I get it. Like a nice ice pack on my balls. Top tier. Oh, God. Top tier. It's so nice. It is so nice. Do you guys wow. ever use like ball wipes? Ball wipes. <laughs> Do you guys ever have to like our balls are shitting? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know that they're chafing under there. I know that they're sweating. Chafe? We're sweating, not chafing. But, but wipe them sometimes. to prevent chafes or wipe them because when you poop, the little splash. That will well, hop that, up on your but also just like if they're sweaty, like your sweaty balls. Oh, to wipe them? Specific, yeah. Like a handkerchief. Yes, for your balls. For your balls. <laughs> no. I don't have one of those. Really? Because women have been have been marketed summer's eve little I, little white. So been, we gotta clean up. But your stinky ass cocks. We've, no, we've been fucking we've, fine. We've been marketed it. Yeah. You yeah. Just, yeah. I've seen like man wipes out there, but like, am I gonna buy those? No. no I'm not. I don't think I'm wealthy enough to buy man wipes for my just balls. Just like, nah. I barely wash my face some of the time. You know what I mean? So you're telling me. I shower. I shower my balls. Okay, let's say that you're going yeah, to hook up works. with a girl. Do you go in the bathroom and just wipe your dick off real quick? If you haven't showered all day and y'all are hanging out and it's like a like I just shower. Moment, if I'm yeah, like shower, that, that's shower what I mean. Time. Like if I know, time. you know, some fornication is going to occur. But if you don't, I'm going to shower. But if you don't, and it just springs upon you, and you're at her house, and you just go and like sprinkle it on, and you're like, oh. if we're springing it on each other, then we're just springing it, it on each other. Wow, <laughs> wow. If you gotta wash them balls, I think you're a pretty filthy person like, to begin like, with. Honestly, that like that's it. Like uh, if if. If it's gotten so intense down there from the time you shot. <laughs> I'm telling you that <laughs> if, if you're just listening on audio, just go to the YouTube just to watch the to face, face. he was just making. Good what Lord. do you mean? <laughs> like, if it's getting that bad down there that quickly, like, you know, do better at cleaning earlier in the day or see a doctor. Get another <laughs> occupation. <laughs> see a doctor. <laughs> I don't That's know, cold. man. 
Dang. And also, look, you're right. Like summer, like swamp. There, there's some swampy. There's some oh, yeah. swampy weeks right. where I would just like, no, I'm gonna shower. Yeah. Like I'm gonna shower. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's been swampy all day. I'm gonna take a cold shower. Then, then we'll touch each other. Right. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, friendship, guys. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Friendship. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's really cool seeing what friendships kind of cross that threshold into, like, like I got you. Like I, even if I don't see you for years, know you, love you, like got you. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool seeing those transitions. Uh, yeah, I, I I love it. I think I'm. What can you? What what do you call that? It, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so I like to feel like, and I can't even find the term. This is terrible, and it's this most simple term. But I'm very. What do you call that when you love someone over a long period of time? It's not honor. It is monogamy. No, <laughs> no. I and I'm gonna sound so stupid when this word. <laughs> oh, loyal. <laughs> Oh my god! But I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm a very, loyal. you know, I'm a very loyal person, um, and I'm all about shared experience. And if I share shared experience with someone from like my developing years, like you know, like formative years, then that just means so much to me. And I want to see your story as well as mine just blossom into this beautiful thing, you know. So whatever way I can, whatever way I can help. Um, my good friends uh, reach their goals. That that's my uh, way of uh, expressing love. I think. Mm. Yeah. I. Mm. Whole, they can almost do no wrong, really. I mm. wholeheartedly agree with that. Acts of service to people who, man, I'm telling you, when I used to offer to help somebody or offer to help a friend, it was more for the reflection it would give back on me or having something to say in that moment to like be the hero, whatever. I was a real fucking shit ass person. But now when I talk to somebody or promise them something, it's truly for them. Like my joy behind the scenes at getting it done and just like doing it well for them. You know, I used to consider myself like, yeah, kind of a friendly, good person, whatever. No, that was kind of just a lot of ego trying to like save the day. Most of that, those plans never even really came through. And now just like, just being intentional with people is so intimate and lovely and wanting to be intentional for somebody other than yourself is like, I, yeah, it's the greatest feeling. So yeah, I agree with you. Just helping friends achieve their goals, doing anything I can to hold space for them to like reach their full potential. That's who I want to be. Yeah. yeah. Feels like a shared like dream almost. And mm-hmm. it, yes. I feel like I'm not dreaming it alone. Mm. Yeah. Alone. So, you know, I gotta I, I'm responsible in some way to at least be a shoulder to lean on mm. as, you know, the other people in my community are uh, striving. Yeah. Dude, you that know. is what it is too. Like that is life. It is a shared dream. And it's so much better when you have people you can look over and love taking care of and that you trust like kind of have good intentions for you and see you in the right way. Um, yeah, life, the times in my life where I've been the most isolated definitely have not been the most fucking joyful. It's like, mm. it's joyful when it's a shared dream, when we're all kind of doing it together. This thing you guys and I are doing, like it's it's beautiful. It's so enriching because enriching it's not just in my fucking head, me mm. like struggling at life or dreaming up my own little dream. Like this is a collective dream we're mm. having and fucking it's oh. so beautiful, man. Yeah. 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 It's important to do it together. Um, and it's been interesting. Like I think 
a lot of us might find friends in our teenage years or into our early 20s that like you think might be the people forever and maybe they are beautiful if you found those friends um but sometimes those friends actually need to shift like sometimes you really do change and your priorities change and just your energy changes and and no no necessary drama but like <sighs> recognize if you're changing and that you actually need to like go find people that match that, you know? Yeah. Like, like you, like it's, you're not keeping the friends that you were yeah. in, even when it was so intense and good, but in your dark times, like you're not, mm. you're not keeping those, it was, you're not keeping it that was, around. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of painful to be in touch with people from varying stages of recovery that you've uh, known and who you really solely knew as that. Yeah. Sometimes it's um, a little triggering and pretty sad to um, check in on somebody if they're not, mm. you know, sort of doing well. And I've confined myself defaulting back into all of this glamorization of these dark memories and dark times, right? And when you're recounting them with that person, when this was, this was, this was everything for you guys, this time together. And like, it, past that time in your life together, thank God. Like, but um, yeah, that sort of has to go over here because that energy is still so alive in each of us. And I'm not sure on the recovery journey, if we're recovering at a rate that can be helpful for one another, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and it's just, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think it's impossible to be friends like that. I just, I, I'm, I am not seeking out those, you know, those relationships again, most yeah. of them are not good. And, and the others are just kind of where they are. Yeah. Because you don't want to trigger a regression back into no, that. and well, I don't. I exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing. Like, w like knock on. Like, I pray that it would never be addiction, but like just getting the addiction triggered, as in the symptom that made you go drink. Yeah. Just the the root problem, getting that triggered at all. While I don't feel like I would go drink, that mindset is like, I mean, it's it's crippling. Yeah. So yeah, I had a cool thing with like a friend group. Um, where when I was going through some of my hardest times in the last X amount of years, like my parents getting divorced, all of that, like, man, I was so grateful for my friends because so much of it I had to process alone. Like there was nothing anyone could do or say. But every, even couple months, like I went through my parents' divorce. I went through such a fucking huge breakup. I was running out of money, like, grandparents dying, uh, like back to just all this shit happening. And through all those years, like having a friend group and, and I do, I, I have friends that like I love and I trust and I just feel safe around uh, to be all of me. And so going through those times and having a group that like, even if we weren't talking about my shit, but just being able to go be in a space because Again, my family had fallen apart, which was like one of my most grounding spaces in my life. Mm -hmm. And then being to go around these friends who like I know have my back and aren't trying to fix anything, but I could just go and like just be around and know that I'm held in whatever fucking state I'm in and that like they got my back when I'm ready to get better or not, like it made me, it definitely made me feel closer to kind of the friend group I was around at that time. And Theo being one of them, Theo, mm. like Theo and I's friendship is and was like so fucking grounding and helped steer me through a such a fucking turbulent time mm. and like really find myself 
um, because he didn't need anything from me. He wasn't trying to get me to do anything. There was no, there was none of that. There was just like love and support and like, hey man, like you got it and let's talk through things when you need to. Like it was so safe. Um, and man, I cherish that when you can find that with someone. Um, and I feel it with you guys. Like there's a level of safety I feel. When I was a younger man, I would offer my trust to everybody by default, like mm -hmm. full trust. Mm. Not anymore. Now I offer kindness to everyone, but mm. not, yeah. not trust, right? Earned. Like now I watch, who the fuck do I trust? And there's an energetic thing that I can feel and it's gotta be earned to some capacity. And now there's people that I'll be kind to, but I will never trust. Mm -hmm. And then there's people like you guys where like, my trust You'll is- You'll trust, but never be kind to. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yes, my friends, I can be the meanest to, because we're safe. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like I trust you guys so much. And like, what a blessing to have so many people in my life where like, I, like, I can be all aspects of myself with you guys. I can be safe. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel safe energetically with you guys. And it's fucking key. Same. Same. Yeah. I feel like I've come to you guys in the group chat with some very embarrassing and shameful feelings that I've been feeling just for a variety of reasons, whether it's comments or just feelings on an episode or X, Y, Z, whatever, um, in a way that like I have never been able to talk to people before. Like, and that's just allowing myself to let you guys in and like let in what you have for me there. Right. And it's like not even a second thought for me to just reach out when I just need a little support or reassurance. And I, I just get that from you guys in spades and I, I never fail. I sometimes want to record myself because I'll be doing this and then there is just a <laughs> smile that reaches my face as we're just <laughs> fucking around in the group. Yeah. And it's so dumb, but it's just like there. And I, 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 I just am so grateful. I yeah. really, really am. Dude, I feel like, and yeah. I feel more connected to you. And this is a lesson for anyone at home. Like you can process a lot on your own. And I think it's good to actually have an awareness of that. Like I don't, I don't dump on my friends. Mm -hmm. I, I'll oftentimes be going through shit and not tell my friends. Anything, going you know? through something heavy as fuck and I'm telling nobody because I'm just aware of what I'm, I don't want, my mess, I don't need to make it yours. However, there are times, like when you reach out to us in the group chat for support, like I feel closer to you because yeah. I'm so happy to just like, oh fuck, like I feel for you and let me remind you, like you're loved and you're good and like stay on track and here's what's positive. And it makes me feel closer that you've shared your vulnerability and that you've given us the capacity to support you. Mm -hmm. Real. Yeah. That's what I think people don't understand. It's like letting people in is giving them this opportunity, this unbelievable opportunity that you can't really replicate in any other way, but to be of service to you in a way that matters. You're not yeah, doing this work nine to five. Like <laughs> so much of what we do is so impotent. You know what I mean? But that stuff, like it matters, you know? Mm. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah, you can give us Let the opportunity out. to yeah. support you. Yeah. yeah, I've been getting better. Yeah, yeah. Getting you really better. have. You, you have really been have. getting so much you better. Really I, I, I just love the, like, I love the homeostasis, you know, and the fact that friend groups can be a place where people can be comfortable. And so for me to come in with a big splash that's going to ripple, you know, and mm. cause these waves in the, you know, still waters, sometimes I'm reluctant to do that. But I do feel comfortable enough with you guys when something's really weighing on me to just pop it in there. And usually I'm going to pop it in as a joke. I'm going to give you some anecdotal experience that I had and then just say, oh, what crazy, right? And Daniel literally support. fishes for support. 
like <laughs> a man without a fishing pole. I mean, do you know what I mean? A blind man with no fishing pole. Dude, you've Dang. done it on this pod so many times where you drop like the most like <laughs> serious part. Of, yeah, and <laughs> dude, exactly your face <laughs> when you drop that, you're like, by the way, I've been in the psych ward. <laughs> judge me? Are you gonna judge me? Yeah, because it's okay if you do. I'm gonna laugh. Devin is over here just like what? Dang. Yeah, man, I keep it tucked away. I know you do. Yep. And I also, I also love and respect that part of you, like because I get that, like there, there is a line between like being like healthy, open, and good, and being too open and messy and dumping okay. and your energies. Okay. <laughs> hey, we found God. a nice little balance. <laughs> like you can stop there, Devin. Great. All right. You can stop We're right there. all working on it, Devin. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> no, you're great. You're great. I'm not talking about you. I mean, Maybe. <laughs> hey, there's different sides of the spectrum, but it's all needed sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finding our place in this world. Yeah. Finding our place in this world. <laughs> we gotta find a way to drop that into every episode. Got to. Got yep. to. Finding our place in this world. <laughs> Do you know how many people comment? What are they saying at that end part? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Wait, it, it's in that part, so you go. Those last sentences. I don't. Why haven't we ever just looked it up? It's not. It's not a song that's really out there. Harrison made it. Harrison, I think, was our our guy scoring. If we know, he made it for the. So it's not like the lyrics are out there. Yeah, but if we know the writer, we should call him. We'd probably have to ask Scott for Harrison's info and then get it. But we could probably do it. Let's do it because I want to know. I want to know too. I really want to know. What if they're just doing that? Okay. He um, could have been just doing that. Just, at, at you, dude, what is up with these sign language interpreters? Oh, so and, and the ones who have been many. caught faking, right? Yes. That's awful. There are so many. There's something throwing Could gang you signs. imagine taking a paycheck and then just being but there? Who's vetting you? Exactly. That's my question. Is who is vetting this person? Who's hiring this person? That has to just be yeah. a joke. <laughs> doing the Macarena up there. I can see Daniel going so through a hard time and starting this business. Oh, uh, um, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I... Sorry if this is triggering. I want to ask about a, a part of male friendship that I found um, when... I started exploring with drugs. Um, was, okay. was the 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 couple times I've um, dabbled in a, a psychedelic uh, love upper. Um, oh, oh, well, tell me about it. Like the the few times I did that, and I would be around like my guy best friends. What a beautiful thing <laughs> because we would just say things to each other that it's not like we were holding back. It's not like my best friends and I didn't know we loved each other. It's not like that was unexpressed, but all of a sudden, all that serotonin is flooding your body. I've got to like, tell you this. Literally, like, bro, <laughs> I've got to tell you how much you fucking mean to me, brother. <laughs> like, and then this just like pouring of love into each other. It, it yeah. was so gorgeous. And I haven't done that in a very long time, but what beautiful experiences that opened my capacity for love, hmm. even sober. Like my, my capacity for love was changed from those experiences um, because just so, it, it was all felt. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I must tell you. Like, and especially with like heterosexual guy friends, yeah. you know, like you just wouldn't. 
Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you for just, what? You just fucking wouldn't. It has otherwise. no place. <laughs> yeah. But then when you're at that rave, <laughs> bro, Wait, no, they have those effects. Daniel, too. have you ever done ecstasy? Uh, I've been to a rave. <laughs> And I've been, I've, I've eaten things. That were handed oh! to me. Uh, and and I do and know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Um, you you want to tell everyone how beautiful they are. Wow. You know? It's true. Yep. It's true. Yeah. 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 And, and more so, just like how thankful you are. Like when it's that. Like yeah, you're just I'm thankful for you and want to tell you because I know not many people tell you this unless you're at a rave. You know, right, I like there's like a level. To know. Yeah, yeah. There's a level of acknowledgement you like have to give that you just wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, and it actually is really fucking beautiful. Yeah. And granted, guys at home, be careful. Like, oh, listen for yeah. real. Be careful with the shit. Lindsay can attest to it. <laughs> yeah. It's a slippery slope, guys. It's a slippery slope. A slippery be slippery careful. Slope. Take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be with unsafe people. Like, all of that, like, for real, there's such disclaimers around these substances. However, yeah. I love that MDMA is getting closer to FD, uh, FDA-approved PTSD therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The level at which you can look at any part of your life and feel a loving acceptance for what is can change your life beyond that experience on the substance. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I experienced in yeah. my own way of just like those few, the handful of times I did it, like my life was changed for the better sober after it, you know, yeah. because all that love you feel, you go, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, you lean into the positive oh my, emotions. Yes, oh my yeah. God, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. I love yeah. you for this. Yeah, what a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know that literally changed like some of my yeah. male friendships for the better. Like, oh my God. Because we have so many societal like hangups yeah. where we, for whatever reason, feel shame around sharing these uh, observations that are out there. It's like, why not? Why not share that, uh, you know, with another person? But I will on record on this pod say, don't, don't take any type of drugs at, at these parties. I'm just saying that. Uh, I know you're going to do your own thing, but... Don't, it can be dangerous. Yeah. FDA approval, that's great. Yeah. Let a doctor prescribe it. That's yeah. what you heard from me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's what you heard from all of us. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say Cause, cause on record. Those really, come downs are a real thing. Yep. They're all Yep, and not everyone's brain chemicals are no, ready for all yeah, that. No, no, no. Some of us no. are, some of us aren't, and you just don't know. So, like, yeah, really be careful that shit. Yeah. I just know I, like, I've had my experiences that I'm grateful for, but also... Yeah. Because of how intense those come downs are, like I haven't done it in yeah like, twelve no, years. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm I'm sure you're right. It did open you up to removing some of those societal blockages yep. that have been forced on us, and we're not aware of them. So sometimes those psychedelics can make you go, "Wait a minute, why do I think this is okay?" Just because of tradition, or because this has been jammed into my brain by the society or the family uh, that I'm in. So yeah, it can be enlightening, but guys, be careful out there. Are we ever gonna shroom together? I don't know. Hmm. That's still part of your sobriety? Because mushrooms aren't I, an addictive I, thing? For, for my program, yeah. that that is something that I do feel that I will do at another point yeah, in my cool. life. Um, it's not just that I didn't feel like I struggled with those, because I did yeah. feel a reverence always for that. Um, but it, yeah, it's just not a drug that I feel like 
for me, it yeah. was never to abuse. And I know like, you can't. Your brain right. And I know it's like literally that has helped some people with yeah. their addiction exactly. issues. Is like it's cleared things yeah. up. So yeah. And um, it's not like I know I'm not jonesing for it. I don't want it. But yeah. like I invite it into my life, and I think it would be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe at some point we'll see if yeah. it opens up. It would yeah. be. It would be wild. It's the be wow. Okay. Um, cool, cool guys. Uh, love you. Tips. Tips. That's tips. Tips. Oh. Tips. Tips. Yeah. Tips. Tips. Tips on uh, best friends or anything best we friends. talked about. Like I said, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So befriend yourself before you can befriend no one else. Anyone else? Hey. You gotta. You gotta be your own friend before you even know what you're doing with that group of friends. Mm. That's facts. That's facts. I'm going to say just because I just want to soften some of what I told people. Um. Drugs are not your friends, and they're stronger than you, okay? So just be aware of that. Uh, don't think you're going to be able to hop on that ride and be the conductor. You're not the conductor. When you dive in, you're, at the, whim, yeah. you're at the whim of, <laughs> of the drug. And, here, yeah, here's the deal. It switches real quick. It goes from you choosing it to it choosing you overnight. You don't even know which time it was that it happened. But then it's just like that. So Be strong. Be strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going to say my tip for friendship. Hey. Um, I'll just repeat what I said earlier, is you will become who you spend the most time with. So be someone worth spending time with. Right. If you're not that, make yourself it. And um, choose the people who you want to be like. Like choose similar values. Choose people who like you're like, yeah, I want to be on this shared dream with. Like mm. I want to dream with this person. I want to look over when I'm doing my thing and they're doing their thing and I'm stoked to see that hey, person. But. Ex hey, hey, but. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. I That's love you guys. That's love a guys. podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Go hit hug us, your best friend. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know your experiences with friendship. Hey. Uh, smash that subscribe button if you haven't. Give us a review. Give us a follow. And join our Patreon if you want more from us. <laughs> um, love you guys. This ice pack is everything. It's still, it's still cool. It's been in between. It's been in your regime, huh? Yeah. Mm. Feels so nice. You can sell that on eBay. For millions. <laughs> Maybe come back. See ya. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Thank you for watching this thank week's you. episode. And thank you to our patrons. Yes. Patreon.com slash Ned's Pod. We part. love you. We do uh, bonus content, mm -hmm. live streams, and mm -hmm. you guys help keep this show mm -hmm. going. If you want to join, check us out. Yes. And big shout out to our super, super friends. Super friends dance. And a big shout out to our super duper, super friends. duper friends. Okay, we starting out with Legendary X, AK. Mm. And we got Rebecca Saletti. Let's go, Becca. Eve. Eve. Thank you, guys. Eve. We love you. Super friends, Dan. Super friends. We'll see you on the live stream. Thank super you, super friends. Friends. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. If you can't get enough of us in your life, go over to the Ned's Pod Clips YouTube for shorter content. And if you really can't get enough of us, go join our Patreon now for exclusive bonus weekly content, live streams, all that. We'll put the link in the description. See you next week.